six o'clock. It's Monday night. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio FM and dot SF. Uh, exciting. We have a full list of comics. Uh, I'm excited to be here. The way it works, there's a horn. Can you throw me the horn? Thanks. Uh, at three minutes, we'll hear a horn. <laughs> Means you have a minute left. Uh, wrap it up. The first looks like 10-ish people just be doing four-minute sets. Then we have a section where we do comments, and we're all constructive, and it's really cool and everything. Uh, and then it's open mic after that. And here we are. We're streaming live. And uh, thanks for being here and for donating 2 to $5 to our Venmo at Mutiny Radio because but money. Yay. Woo! Yay, money. All right. We're just going to get started. Your first comedian, very funny man. Clap your hands together for Nick Holke. Thank you. Up, y'all. Hang on. Got a note card at the ready. Okay. Uh, does anyone else feel that the marketing team for Jew Belong needs to chill? <laughs> needs to chill a little bit. I don't know if everyone's seen those billboards. They're, you know, you're you're waiting in traffic. You're frustrated, and then it's just like, think about the Holocaust now for a bit. A lot, and they're bright pink which i think is interesting it does work it gets your attention but for me it's like ooh, what's this fun new app oh no i'm sad now i can't wait though for the turf war to break out between Jew belong and ann fong bro it's gonna be serious i assume everyone knows ann fong right her face is everywhere there was a no She's an, her billboards are everywhere. She's a lawyer. It says something wrong. Call Ann Fong. Um, and yeah, I'm just waiting for like when they start painting over each other's signs. You know, it's like need a hand. Call Abraham. Do belong. Fine. Take a hike. Ann Fong. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I do think that that's the one slur I could get away with saying. Because everyone assumes I'm Jewish. I'm not. But I feel like if I did say it, I could, you know, slide by. Um, yeah, I was talking with a group of people I didn't know that well the other day. And it came up. I was like, yeah, people always think I look Jewish. And this girl I didn't know was like, because of the nose? I was like, all right. I mean, yeah. But also, it's kind of a bold first line, I think, to say. I also feel like because of the nose... I don't think that phrase has ever been said positively, ever. You know? How do you know he's a coke addict? How do you know she had plastic surgery? The best, I've been thinking all day to try and come up with a positive one. The closest I could get was, how do you know they eat ass? Kind of gross, that one. But it is like at least they're sexually adventurous, I guess. Positive. I don't even know if that counts as sexually adventurous anymore, you know? I feel like porn has really pushed the bar forward, right? Like, choke sex is the new missionary. Everyone's doing it. I don't know. I like doing it, but doggy style? I choke myself. You disgust me. <laughs> I thought of that today, and I was driving, and sometimes when I think of a joke, I zone out and like think of how I'm gonna do it. And when I like snap back out of it, I was at a red light just with my hand around my neck. <laughs> and 
and looked at the person next to me. To be fair, they didn't really care. It's San Francisco. They're like, that's not even in the top 10 weirdest things I've seen today. They didn't even bat an eye. Um, what else? I thought of, oh, don't you hate when you follow a hot person on Instagram and they post pictures of nature? You're like, come on, that wasn't, that wasn't the deal here. I can see stupid, ugly nature outside my window. You're not outside my window. I might be outside yours later. Just a lighthearted stalker joke I thought of today. Okay, mm, the horn went. I think this is short enough. I get really bad allergies, and I Googled it. I never actually Googled them before, and all it really is is your immune system overreacts to something that's actually harmless. I'm just like, it's such bullshit that even my immune system has anxiety it's not just me you know where they're like that thing's gonna kill us they're like that's a flower and i'm the same in real life i'm like no abort abort don't go in there and it's just like it's just a cute girl at the gym i want to say hi i didn't know how to end it that's it everyone thank you Funny. Thanks. We have a rock block of incredibly tall people. Uh, oh, it's not. You don't get comments. Oh, okay. No, it's at number ten through whatever. Uh, you're. It's rock block of very tall people. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Harvey Walsh Alphon. Yay! If you change your mind, take a chance. On the Hello. I was hoping for less diverse audience the first time out this material but it's fine so I was watching a show on Netflix with a buddy of mine the show is called so I think you should leave it's like a Tim and Eric style hit show and there's this actress on the show who's like really funny she's really talented she's so talented that I turned to my friend and I said wow she's so funny and the sentence definitely ended right there a um, couple weeks, uh, her name was uh, Patty Harrison. A couple weeks later, my friend comes up to me and he says, Patty Harrison, turns out she's a trans woman. Cool. Let me some trans women. It's good to see trans women, uh, what's the word? Um, getting proper visibility in the media. Awesome. Big step forward for trans women. A little bit of a slide back for regular women, though. Patty, Harris, Har Patty Harrison, very funny. Have done a lot to dispel the misconception <laughs> that women aren't funny. But unfortunately, can't include her in that category because biologically, he was born funny. Okay, maybe there's a shred of hope for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, she had the she had the unfortunate uh, advantage of having been raised a boy, um, and she was actually a woman in a boy's body. So you know what that means? Probably kind of a faggy boy. Had to get funny quick. Is the reason those gays are so damn hilarious? Oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Okay, that was supposed to be the the soft part of this set. <laughs> 
It's gonna get worse. Don't worry. It's mostly for me though. Um, so, trans women are a little different. The trans women are. Let me start there. Trans women are fully. They're real women. But there are a couple of differences that I've noticed. Uh, for example, I've never uh, been asked for a picture of my ass from a non-trans woman. But I recently stumbled across this not too long ago. Uh, first thought, I don't know how to do that. I don't know the angles. I don't know the etiquette. Should I shave? Um, second thought. Why does she want to see my ass? I know why I want to see women's ass generally. In a, a quick, uh, what's it called? A quick rundown on the logistics, you know? Like, how much, how much traction am I going to need here on this recoil? Is it like, I can keep my socks on, stay nice and cozy? Is it a more serious situation, like shoes off, plant my feet? Uh, maybe like a stage three, need to keep my shoes on? Um, so I'm sort of, sort of thinking through that. Actually, don't have an end to this joke because I got scared and I stopped messaging with her. Um, I need to commit to the bit next time. Fucking yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Someone get that man a shovel! Yay, Harvey! What's up, man? Yay! Just to dig himself out. That was funny. You just kept digging deeper and deeper, and I was like. Where's he going with this? God bless him. All right. All the way. He's going all the way. Get him a get him a shovel. That was yeah, that was beautiful. That was that's what the joke workshop's here for, everybody. <laughs> try try out stuff. See see what works. I've I've learned that I can never do I can't even obliquely fat shame. No one can listen to a skinny bitch ever. You have to be so funny. It's impossible. Uh not, I mean, why, why, why did I bring that up? Okay, your next comedian. <laughs> I'm such a sizist. Your next comedian, very funny young man. Put your hands together for Jack Weiler. Yay! I, uh, I left my faggot jokes at home. Sorry. I, um, uh, I'm an eighth Italian, which means that my great-grandmother was 100% racist. I, uh, I introduced her to my ex-girlfriend, and she was like, oh, she's pretty for an Oriental. I was like, Grandma, she's not pretty for an Oriental. She's not pretty. I wish she was pretty for an Oriental. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my grandma drank a lot, so as she got more demented, things got worse. She was like, uh, Obama ate dogs in India. At that point, I was like, I think I gotta just put you down, Grandma. <laughs> like... Imagine I call up some humane society like, yeah, she's not barking at Chinese people in Chinatown like she used to on the street. I, I think she'll be passed out drunk by five. It'll. OK. Um, yeah. My grandma would also say stuff to me. She'd call me a pinko, which uh, apparently is a slang term back in the day for communist. And uh, she could have just called me gay. I know that's what she was going for with that one. Uh, my parents had no problem doing that. Like uh, Growing up, my parents would always. Like, oh, you meet any fine young ladies or men, whatever floats your boat. And uh, I get that they were trying to be inclusive, but uh, but a kid can buy a Tiger Beat magazine with shirtless Zac Efron on the cover and not want to fuck him. It means I wanted him to fuck me. That's how that went. Oh, 
I uh, I was obsessed with Zac Efron though because he was dating Vanessa Hudgens, and I thought if I could be like him, I'd get over my body dysmorphia, uh, which, if you don't know, is this condition that primarily affects anyone who's ever seen a photo of themselves. And uh, the first time I saw a side profile of myself, I uh, started saving up for a nose job. My my parents were like, "Why are you asking to trim the lawn so much? <laughs> you just really like cutting grass." I was like, "No, but I do want to cut this cartilage from the top of my nose." Okay. Um, I want to say, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, fuck it. I'll do this. I guess I, I've been trying to do some dating recently. And like I, the other day I went on a date with this girl and it was just an awful date. Like on her pictures, she looked super beautiful. And then I got in person and she was not beautiful. And on top of that, she was incredibly boring. So I'm on this date with this girl <laughs> and I'm just trying to leave as soon as I possibly can. But it was one of those situations where the waiter just chose not to come. He thought we were having a great time because I was laughing. But I'm a comedian, so I, I cope with pain by laughter. <laughs> so sh I'd keep making eye contact with her, and I'd laugh, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, you're having a good time, and then just walk away. And that was a premise that didn't work. Um, I, uh, I, I haven't gone on a date with that girl again, but I was doing some online dating recently. I met this one girl online. I was like, how you doing? He goes, you know, the pandemic has been really terrible for me because I have cystic fibrosis. I was like, wow. I thought you were going to say, not bad. How about you? And I don't know what cystic fibrosis was. Like, I thought it was a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> I responded. I was like, yeah, I heard Hogwarts had a really tough quarantine policy. <laughs> she didn't respond to that. Now, what I, what I actually did was look up what cystic fibrosis was so I could respond. I was like... Did you know that 98% um, of people that take Dornay's for CF report no new or worsening side effects within the first 30 days? For more information, call 612-805-8554. I thought that was a cute way of giving her my number, but then she just blocked my contact. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. I'm Jack. Jack Weiler, everyone. Hooray. All right, moving right along. Your next comedian, clap your hands together in a wild slappy like motion for Deepa Chucha. Yeah. yeah, what a way to start the show. Two white guys saying the F word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give it up for Pam, Spencer, Josh. They all killed that cops last night. Yeah. Great work, guys. Uh, now coming back to really dark and fucked up jokes. Uh, I, I like being in the US. I like how accepting and progressive the United States is. Like, do you guys know they just came out with a Barbie that has Down syndrome? Yeah, they did. Which is so nice. I'm so glad that people are finally accepting uh, my favorite porn category. Yeah, I just like to start my day with some Down syndrome Barbie sex. <laughs> That's what I did today. I didn't work. It was a Monday morning. I had Monday blues, but Barbie had the pink. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm from India. If my voice and color didn't give that away. Uh, and growing up in India, we were always taught that 
taught about karma, yeah, like you do good and good things happen to you. And I truly believe that because when I moved here, I realized all those people in India, they must have done some bad shit in their life. No one with good karma is going to India. But for some reason, all of my white friends are like, hey, can you please take me to India? Uh, we want to go and find ourselves. And I'm like, why do you need to go to India just to do drugs? You can just do that in Tenderloin. That kind of worked. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough, tough in India. Like they are still, uh, like people are st still really traditional, conservative, or just old-fashioned. Uh, like recently, I have a friend who's like the best son anyone could ask for. Uh, he is obviously a doctor, and. He's not just like a family med doctor. He he is a neurosurgeon, so he's like up there with the elites. And he used, uh, he recently came out to his parents. He was like, hey, I'm gay. At least that's how I, I think he came out to his parents. He must have said something else. But yeah, he came out to his parents that he was gay and his parents were like, can't you just do open mic comedy like Deep Tanchu? Fuck it, you can even become a magician if you want. Just don't pull out dicks out of your mouth. <laughs> Last, I have one minute left to spoil your evening. Uh, what should I end with? Yeah, uh, I've, I've been getting a lot of wedding videos on my Instagram for some reason. I don't know why, because I'm single and no one is even ready to date me right now. But yeah, in these videos, I see a lot of grooms just standing there. And when they see their bride approaching them for the first time, they all start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I think Indians are getting the same videos on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but I see them uh, crying as soon as, see the, uh, as soon as they see their bride. And I'm like, that's so pussy. Why, why are you crying, dude? It's not like it's an arranged marriage. You know your bride was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thanks, everyone. Give it up for Pam. Cheap on you, everyone. Yay. Oh, my God. That's so funny. The first four comics were all, like, ridiculously tall. It was just a thing. Um, all right, your next comedian. He killed last night at Cops. He did so great. I'm so proud of him. He's so wonderful. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Josh Katsky. Thank you. All right, we're all starting off with our most fucked up jokes. Let's do this. I think you can tell how conservative an area is by the age of the baby in the anti-abortion billboards. Like you go, you go somewhere that's like kind of conservative, and there's like a fully fledged baby, and then you go into somewhere where it's like super conservative, and there's like a bloody fetus, and then you go into like the most conservative place ever, and the billboard just says she's your daughter, not your date. <laughs> New jokes. I want to be more TikTok and Facebook video friendly, uh, so what I've decided to do is I'm gonna get surgery. I'm going to cut off both of my legs and replace them with a video of a ball rolling down a ramp. 
You guys cool, you don't watch enough. You guys see, like, they put the fucking apps and whatever. That's fun. We're going to get real dumb with these. Uh, you ever not know what to say, so you just start a sentence talking about cheese? Okay, so... <laughs> so fucking dumb. Uh, all right, let's do this. Uh, I think it'd be hard to be a white supremacist. Like, I don't like if you're a white supremacist, like to hate so many people. Like, I get that part, but to love everybody of a certain race—that seems difficult, right? Like, what happens the first time a white bitch cuts you off? You'd be like, ah, that's a hole in my theory. All right, glad Denise walked in for where I said that. Um. Cystic fibrosis stuff, where's, oh, he left, fuck him. Uh, I saw an ad that said uh, it, was, it was for a guy who's dealing with a moderate to severe cystic fibrosis. And I thought, I felt like kind of bad for that guy. Like, can you imagine how hard it would be to have the entire spectrum of symptoms? Okay, poor guy has moderate to severe cystic fibrosis. <laughs> fuck this. This is not Cobbs, but. Uh <laughs> all right. Um I don't I don't recycle. I'm I don't think I don't think we should have to recycle. Like I feel like all these corporations tell us we need to do it and then they don't do shit. Like all start recycling when Trader Joe's puts doors on their refrigerators. Right? Like they have wall to wall refrigerators, full rows, not a single door on them. Like how is that how are you gonna try and be the organic? That's not I don't know. I when the when they have all these PSAs about how important it is to recycle, it kind of feels like like whenever you watch movies about the 70s and they're like when the nuclear bomb comes, get under your desk and you'll be okay. Like uh, it, I don't think we're going to be okay. So just uplifting jokes for you, you know. I've got a buddy who's 5'3 and he's dating a girl who's 6'2. And I try not to think about it, but sometimes I, like, wonder how that works. You know, like, like you ever see, like, a half Chihuahua, half Rottweiler? You're just like, how? Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, again, there's this one. Uh, I was doing research for a joke, so I was looking at Pornhub. And <laughs> figured you'd like that. Um, but so Pornhub, there's infinite porn, right? You could start watching now. You would never finish with the watching of the porn. And there's an option on Pornhub where you can subscribe. It's like a few bucks a month, and you can get a subscription. And what you get for this subscription is more porn. If infinity isn't enough. So I, thi I, I don't think that's really good incentive to buy it. So what I think they need to do is give you more incentives. Like I would pay $5 a month if Pornhub gave me DVD commentary. I, like I would love to have some dude just in the background just be like, okay, okay, this, this seems actually really cool. When um, Princess Pussy takes my dick out of her mouth and says, oh my God, completely ad-libbed. Just not in the script at all. She really went for it with that scene. Yep, I needed that. Thank you. Josh Katsky, everyone. Yes, exciting new material. That was fantastic. Uh, all right, your next comedian is one of my favorite people in the whole world. She's so funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Pushing through the darkness. 
Love that. Sounds like angels singing. Uh, I'd like to start by talking about the um, 10 most favorite brands of cheese. <laughs> Fucked up. No, I, I have one good eyebrow and one eyebrow that's struggling to keep up. And then I have one good eye and one that can't read. But the good eyebrow has the bad, the, but the good eye has the bad eyebrow, and the bad eye has the good eyebrow. Can you see, understand that I, this is some fucked up shit that just messes with my OCD? Uh, uh, I think that the eye, bad eyebrow is, it makes me look unfinished. And I think it's God just came along and said, you ran out of uh, time or patience or something and said, oh, fuck it, she's got the one. Maybelline, she could do something that Maybelline will fix anything. What's life if not a challenge? And I said to God, I accept your challenge. <laughs> I'm trying to remember this. Uh, I accept your challenge, God, but I will not draw in a new brow. I will, however, hide behind very cleverly hide my deformity behind an oversized pair of Ray-Bans. And God was not to be undone by this wannabe lesbian. And God said, what did God say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, and I haven't been drinking today. Um, God said, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, that's that joke, the eyebrow. All right, wh whatever. Habit is a funny thing. New, new joke. Because it's good, big or little, you didn't have it. Before you had a habit, you didn't have it. You may not have even thought of having it. You don't, you might not be doing anything and then all of a sudden you're doing it all the time. It's like habits are fucked up, sneaky little bastards. They creep up on you and then you're doing them all the time. Anybody got any habits? I got some habits. Anybody got habits? What do you got habits? You bite your nails? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. Overthinking? Yeah. They're all, they're all kinds of habits. I've got a, um, uh, what do you call it, Canada Dry Ginger Ale habit. I love the taste. And it's even better if you put some Jameson's in there. Anybody got a morning coffee habit? Got to have coffee in the morning? Yeah. I used to have that habit. That's a good habit, but I had it with a bad habit, which was cigarette smoking. With coffee and cigarettes go hand in hand. Thank you. Um, but uh, one, I have one bad habit that I do for the good of the country, and that's my OCD leaving the house touching a counting ritual. Because I am a goddamn patriot, an OCD hero. All right, that didn't land as I thought it would be. All right, thanks very much for letting me try out the new shit. Right in your stuff. I still like the 
there, there, and there, there, asshole dog over there. It's very funny. All right. You're, sometimes she doesn't keep them, and then, but I'm like, I liked that one. Uh, your next comedian, I'm glad that she's here. She brought her little dog, too. Up your hands together for Haley Rosenberg. Spencer's making a beeline for the dog. <laughs> Damn. Uh, what do you think is the maximum amount of dates that you can get away with ghosting after? You can call it out. Two, four. Okay. Good. I got ghosted last week after seven dates. <laughs> I think at that point it would have been more acceptable to kill me than it would be to ghost me. But don't worry, I had a super healthy emotional response to it. Uh, I got that three-month-old puppy that Spencer's <laughs> holding the next day. And you know what? I don't care. If I would never gotten ghosted, I never would have gotten my dog. And if I never got my dog, I never would have learned that it is true what people say. Things can always get worse. I made a huge mistake. I knew I should have just had a baby. I mean, it's basically like having a baby. The breastfeeding is killing me. Uh, did you guys go to college? <laughs> you, yeah, woo. Uh, did you have to write about a time you faced adversity on your application? What did you write about? <laughs> yep. I honestly, I think they were crazy for that one, cause like that's a fucked up thing to ask a kid from Tiburon, you know. Um, like I went to private school, so the greatest adversity I'd ever faced was thinking of an adversity to write about. I had to Google what adversity meant, and it said a uh, real struggle. So then I had to Google what struggle meant. I think like five kids from my class wrote about a lacrosse game. Um, but I love asking people what they put, <laughs> no offense, but I love asking people who like haven't faced true adversity versus like people who have, uh, and just comparing their responses. Like I asked one of my coworkers what he wrote and he was like, well, I'm a first generation immigrant. So I wrote about like assimilating into American culture and like facing the prejudices that came with that. He's a white man from Australia. <laughs> he wrote about <laughs> immigrating from one first world country to another. And I think it's dumb to ask that question to every student. Like, I don't think it should be a competition for who had the most fucked up childhood to get to go to school. And yet the admissions council is hosting like the emotional trauma hunger games. Like we're applying, saying like, you know, I dedicated my fleeting teenage years to academia and all of my free time to volunteer work so that I could pursue my passion for studying at your institution. And they're like, yeah, but Stephanie from Iowa State has the same SAT score as you, and her dad's an alcoholic. So if you want into UC Berkeley, you're going to really have to up your game. Do I see childhood leukemia for 500? <laughs> I think that's where I would end that one. Um, I think I'm good with that. Goodbye. Keep your hands clapping for Haley Rosenberg, yay! All right. Hey, we're moving right along. Your next comedian, keep clapping everybody. It's GD, yay! Hi guys. So many, 
so many Indian comedians in the house today. Just like Diptanshu, I am from India, not a good culture. If you want to go, just travel, spend some money and come back. Don't try to learn, don't try to understand, don't try to relate with anyone, man. Just can't go. <laughs> Americans are... I know you guys have your, your own problems. I know that. I understand. I have been seeing shit. I am here like for the last four or five months. I have American friends. But at least you have something called manners. Etiquettes, right? Like, you text before you call me. That's great. Like, my friend Matthew, he recently texted me, hey, can I call you? I said, yeah, call me. So he calls me and says, hey, uh, you want to hang? I can get some beers and I can come to your place. I said, yeah, sure, why not? Come. See? Easy, right? Indians call me and then say, hey, good time to talk. <laughs> <laughs> if you really care if it's a good time to talk, ask me. Learn from Matthew. Matthew has his, like, Matthew is American. He's in depression. He beats his wife. But still, he has manners. Americans are chilled out. Have you ever noticed? Obviously, you notice. <laughs> you live like that life. Like, if I, if I introduce my girlfriend to an American, all they ask, hey, where did you guys meet? How's it going? Try introducing your girlfriend to an Indian person. When are you getting married? <laughs> it's a personal, <laughs> a super personal question, man. Americans are chilled out, man. You go to any locker room. You will see American people changing their underwear, like, casually in front of everyone. You know, like, I'm sitting in the bench, and a person comes, Matthew comes, and, hey, what's up, man? Indians are doing that towel trick, that <laughs> towel, and then they wear the underwear and they try to take the towel out like, like, a, like a circus going on. <laughs> American use uh, toilet paper. They don't care there's some shit left. They don't care. Indians are using water. That's not a joke that I'm just talking about. <laughs> I really uh, think that I, uh, it's a good thing I'm in America. I'm making money in dollars, which is great. Recently, I learned, I learned, learned earned uh, $20 I was serving at a comedy show. It's good. I'm rich in India, but I am uglier and shorter now <laughs> in America. <laughs> like, this is me. I already look ugly. That's why I don't stand next to white people. I just don't stand next to them. I look even uglier. <laughs> yeah, dude. I hate them. I love them, actually. <laughs> they have good manners, etiquettes. I love Matthew, but... Why are you so good looking? When I go on a dating app, I have to write poetry in my bio. And professionally short photos, I have to upload them every angle, like one photo with a pet so that, you, so that she thinks you are not a murderer, one photo with a few folks, one photo like a close-up shit. Americans, one selfie they'll take and on the bio it's written six feet one. They're getting more matches than I am. That joke worked actually last time. But <laughs> um, usually, we inherit the good qualities from our parents. Yeah, that's how heredity works. My dad was 5'11". Look at me. Clearly, heredity doesn't work. Did not work. He was... I got the bad qualities. He had hair, fa hair fall. I am having hair fall. He was an alcoholic. Uh, I am on my way. He used, to, he used to beat his wife. I don't have a girlfriend. I will never have a girlfriend, man. I know. <laughs> After these jokes, <laughs> I am so non-violent. Uh, I don't even use bullet points when I'm typing. I am so unlucky. I only go to misfortune tellers now. I like to confuse people. I recently gifted my friend a Rubik's cube. He's colorblind. I like shirt. Shirt is <laughs> shirt is like a T-shirt that is in an open relationship with my body. 
Uh, <laughs> man, uh, before going, I would just like to uh, bump it up again. Please give a big hand for Pam, Spencer, and all the people who kill at Josh. And <laughs> 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 Sorry, uh, it's a dream to headline calls one day, man. For me, it's not coming true anytime soon, but good job. Thank you. <laughs> GD everyone! Yay! I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. Newman Shake isn't here, is he? Not, I don't see him. Okay, moving right along on the list. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee! I recently moved into a new apartment, so I'm trying to like show everyone I'm more mature. So I bought a white couch. I thought, yeah. I thought it would be like a very adult thing to do to show all of my friends that I don't poop my couch anymore. Uh, but having having a white couch has been has been pretty stressful. Like I I guess I just didn't consider how many foods I eat that squirt liquids. Yeah. Like I, I I had no idea. I had no idea how high stakes cherry tomatoes were. No. Uh, I I feel like we live in a time now where police officers like don't make me feel safe, so I have to look for different types of signs that I'm in a safe neighborhood. Like if I go into a corner store and I see the word the phrase gluten free anywhere, I'm like, oh thank God, you know, like gentrification will save me. Uh, but sometimes, like, I'll see a corner store, um, but the corner store is just outside and on the ground. And it's just, like, some dude selling individual Kit Kats <laughs> a la carte. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I should probably call an Uber, but also it might be a good deal, you know. Uh, I like skincare, but when moisturizing products promise to give me skin as soft as a baby's butt, like, that's kind of weird, right? Like, how, how do all these people know what a baby's butt feels like? Like, are people touching baby butts and then touching their own faces, and they're like, nah, that could be better. You know, that's, that's pretty nasty, hygienically. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I, I, like, I, I, want, I want a moisturizer that promises to give me skin as soft as a naked mole rat. You know, like, that's... That's reasonable. <laughs> I I always I always pack workout clothes whenever I travel so that I can exercise. I never do, uh, but I have to make room in my suitcase for my unfounded optimism. <laughs> I put hundreds of miles on my workout sneakers, mostly via Southwest Airlines. Whenever I'm at, I think the problem is whenever I'm in airport, I I feel like that in and of itself is a workout. You know. Like running to catch a flight, I'm like, that's high intensity interval training. Going through TSA, I'm like, oh, that's yoga. Okay. Um <laughs> I I need I need to get a haircut, but I hate hair salons because hairdressers are always accidentally insulting me. <laughs> like last time I went to go see a new hairstylist and I asked her to suggest a new haircut for me, and she was like, I think you should get bangs so it can frame your face. And I was like, what does that mean? And she was like, uh, hair framing helps slim round faces. 
<laughs> by creating artificial angles on the corners of your face. <laughs> and I was like, so you're suggesting I look better with my face covered, okay. I told my friend about this story and she was like, Denise, you don't have a round face at all. And I was like, damn it, it was a good haircut. So now I'm gonna go back to see her. Okay, thank you. <laughs> We just have two people join us that are real people with souls. They look like actual people from the street. And you're in for a treat because your next comedian is fucking hilarious. He was on Cops last night and he murdered it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine. Um, so I can't hold that dog for every minute that I'm up here, so. That's been my time! Back to the time, you know? Uh, what are we, starting with our most fucked up jokes? So, two puppies walk into a bar, and they're both murdered! That's it. It's not a pun. It's not a pun. You didn't, not, you didn't say it had to be a good joke. It had to be fucked up. Uh, you want to hear a fucked up joke? Health insurance. All right, here we go. Let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about gun guns. Okay, that's that's problematic, right? Guns. Uh, have you ever uh, you ever had someone invite you to the gun show? You know, uncomfortable. Okay. Have you ever you ever had someone invite you to an actual gun show? Also uncomfortable. And you're racist by association. You can't get invited to any um, NRA event. I was trying to think of the acronyms. Um, I don't see why we're arguing about gun control at all. The founding fathers, they didn't want any of this. If you go back and you actually look at the document, it very clearly states that everyone has the right to have the arms of bears. Okay, it's not the right to bear arms. It's the right of uh, bear arms. B-E-A-R. You imagine how much better everything would be if we just had bear arms? Point number one. You ever seen a bear hold a gun? No, you have not. They don't have the thumbs for it. But at the same time, they don't fucking need a gun. They have such dangerous weapons tied to their body that people stay the fuck away. And I think if we all just stayed the fuck away from each other, the world would be a better place. And what? I can't climb trees very well. You know what bears can do? Climb trees. I'm opening up whole new sets of skills. You know, they can't solve a Rubik's Cube or fold origami, but they're doing well for themselves. You could have been like, oh, if I have bear arms, how am I going to do all this cocaine? And then they came out with a movie that showed you how that works. That's a fucking real story, apparently, Cocaine Bear. And I was just like, I wanted to look into it to see how true the story was. And then I was like, no, nah, I think I'll just trust that the movie was pretty accurate. I don't know if you guys seen that movie. Uh some adorable <laughs> baby cocaine bears when two cocaine bears love each other very much 
Uh, you know what? It's a fucked up bird. Fucking pigeons. Pigeons are, are fucked up, but we're really mean to them, too. We're just like, oh, you lazy pieces of fucking flying rat shit. And it's very mean, you know? They don't do a lot, but we coddle them, okay? We throw our food on the ground so they can eat it, and then we call them pieces of shit for eating the food that we threw on the ground. What's the hypocrisy in that? They don't need that. They're already very nervous birds. You think you think pigeons ended up in the tenderloin because they're just dumb and they're like, I prefer filet mignon, but I think the tenderloin should be pretty good too. And it's all about the meats. Have you seen a pigeon? Tr- you ever seen a pigeon try and fuck another pigeon? Okay. <laughs> And they're, they're just, they just do that spinny dance, and they're just like. <laughs> and they'll do, they don't care. They're such troopers. If one lady pigeon flies away, it's just like, oh, hey, you want to Oh, no, you don't want to Hey, you want to Do you see, see a pigeon practice that by themselves? You're nothing but supportive of that bird because you're like, oh, that little dummy's trying his best to get fucked. I don't see why people think that bats spread all the diseases, though, because I saw a pigeon standing in a pile of vomit eating that vomit. Okay, take a second look, scientists. I think I found where COVID came from. Okay, thank you. I've been Spencer Devine. Divine, we love him. He's amazing and f- fantastic. What the dog? What are we having? We're having a problem. Okay. Hey, your next comedian. He's just such a lovely human being and so funny. It's great to have him here. Clap your hands together for Ian Langland. Yeah. Can you hear the drums? Hey, everybody. What's going on? How are we? Thank you, Denise. You bitch. Okay, let's get to it. Um. Let's see. Let's see what we got today. I am uh, I'm very infatuated with those Jesus is Lord guys. You know those people? Those people that you see on the street preaching about Jesus is Lord? I think those guys are very... I, I, I appreciate how passionate they are about things. Cause I've never been that passionate about anything. Very impressive to me, but it's also... Whenever... Wait, hold on. Wait. I had a different start to this. Rewind. It's a different, you know, you know the Jesus is Lord like flags that you see? Like I see those all the time. Uh, you got to be a different breed of dick riding to have a flag for a guy that doesn't even know you exist, you know? Like, ah, oh, fuck it. You know, I, I, I just didn't even. <laughs> okay. My father is, uh, my dad, my dad has, uh, he's got like a little bit of anger issues. He's got anger issues. Um, but it's kind of diff- it's different. Anger issues today is different than like anger issues like in the 60s, you know? Like if your dad had anger issues in the 60s, you were spending a lot of time at your friend's house. But today it's just it just comes in little waves. Like my dad he gets very angry at sporting events. That's like his biggest one. But the anger is so strong that it bleeds into like the commercials that come on. He'd be like fucking Tostito scoops. That's a bunch of bullshit. And I watch him yell, and I'm like, I've never been more happy to not be a Toyotathon commercial in my entire life. <laughs> he yells at everything. He's a big, football's really big with him. He's a big diehard 49ers fan. He loves the Niners. And he likes to talk about the Niners, but he'll talk about them like he played for the fucking team, you know? 
He's like, I remember in 1986 when Montana hit Rice in the slot across the 20-yard line. I'm like, Dad, did you play middle linebacker for the 49ers? I thought you were an electrician. Okay. I am uh, <laughs> starting to develop some beef. I got beef with the, with the Short Kings. You guys know about the Short Kings? I don't like them. Uh... I don't like the short kings. Also, if you've got to add royalty to your title, I feel like you're not doing well in life. That's my theory. you got to add the king. It's not okay. I, I just My problem with the short kings is not that they're short. It's just that they lie all the time. They like to lie. They like to add two inches to their height. And it warps with everyone's perceptions. Now everyone thinks I'm 6'5". You might think, oh, Ian, that must work out for you. That's great. Being 6'5 is wonderful. It's not wonderful, okay? There's a threshold of height. There's an attractive height all the way up to 6'3". Once you go beyond that, you're either in the NBA or you're a carnival attraction. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nick, how tall are you? Okay, good. <laughs> like, I don't... This is all so bad. I so I'm like, I'm going to start writing on my phone, and for some reason, I, it makes me mentally handicapped. So we're going to move on. <laughs> they say... uh. They say robots are taking our jobs. Have you heard? They say robots are taking their jobs, but it's funny the jobs that they're that I see them taking the most are like the self-driving cars for Ubers and stuff. That seems like a strange job to just go right into. I feel like they should have some entry-level jobs first. Like they should work at McDonald's for a few years before we trust them with our life going 40 miles per hour, you know? That's crazy. We also have robots in San Francisco that deter homeless people. That's crazy. I feel like you should at least have a four-year degree for something like that. Deterring homeless people? There's an end to that, but I'm done. That's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Yay, Ian Langlands. Writing your stuff on his phone. I'm so excited. We still have the two real people here, and they're hanging fast. Uh, hey, your next comedian, she's from out of town. She's new to us, and to you. It's you. Uh, put your hands together for Karen Scar. So, did everyone have a good Mother's Day? Is this good? I'm sorry. This is my first open mic, so guys, like, give it, give it up. <laughs> um, did you have a good Mother's Day? Were you nice to your mom? Do something nice? So, I decided not to get a Mother's Day card this year because. My mother died in 2021. Um, <laughs> you're wooing that? <laughs> okay. Um, you know, buying cards for her was always tough because we had, you know, and we had a difficult relationship. So I always tried to find cards that um, were technically true. The message was technically true, like, uh, uh <laughs> I gotta get my notes. Um, Today it's all about you, or there's really no other mom like you, or I can't believe you're my mother. <laughs> but you know, this year my son got me a card that said, this Mother's Day, I hope you get everything you deserve. <laughs> hey guys, I might have to change my locks. Um, so my... Apple Watch stopped working out of the blue after I stepped on it. And so I, um, I took it to the Apple store. And I took it to the Genius Bar. And the guy looks at it. And he's like, this is a Series 3. And then 
suddenly I'm on an episode of Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> I was like, uh, is that bad? He's like, well, the new ones are series eight. Okay, so um, I guess it's vintage, so it must be valuable, right? He's like, no. Uh, in fact, it'll cost more to fix it than it would just to buy a new one. So I said, well, how much are the new ones? $3.99. We start at $3.99. Oh, well, can I trade it in? No. But we'll recycle it for you. Oh, like a plastic takeout container? Cool. Um, so then he goes, so what do you use your Apple Watch for? Uh, to tell the time? It, it's, it's a watch. Are you? you're a genius. Um, and also, you're Apple. Don't pretend you don't know exactly what I'm using my Apple Watch for, <laughs> right? You tell me. Anyway, so here we are. Meet the new watch, same as the old watch. Um, okay, so I, uh, <laughs> like Denise, I got my hair done recently. And uh, thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I had gone to this guy once before, and he did a good job. So I went back, and I said, I liked what you did before. Just do, this, do the same thing. Just touch it up. So he does the magic with the foils and the chemicals. You guys don't understand what we have to go through for hair, believe me. Um, and then after he's got all the stuff in, he goes, I did something different. Um, I wanted to camouflage the gray and make it brighter. So it's like, okay, well, it's done, so I can't say anything. So he takes the foils out, washes it, cuts it, blow dries it, and I'm much, much blonder. And, you know, I can't believe it because I literally told him exactly what I wanted. He disregarded what I told him to do. He did what he wanted to do, and I'm so pissed because I love it. It looks so much better. He was right. God damn it. Anyway, thank you. It's my time. That was our first time. Yay! Yay! Hooray! You. All right, we've got Dakota, and then we'll go back to you, Newman. You were you were a little bit late. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Dakota Price. Yeah, it's me, Dakota Price. Yeah. How's everybody been doing, guys? How, how are y'all? Uh, looking good, Harvey. All right. Uh, you know, I I Mother's Day was yesterday. Uh, I lost my mom back in 2020, you know? you know? Speaking of weird relationships with your mom, me and my mom, all, like, smoked weed together. We did coke together. I did acid and, like, was like, hey, Mom, I need to, like, just lay in y'all's floor for, like, six hours. And they're like, what? And I was like, I just went over. And they were like, okay. Uh, but, you know, like, you know, when I found out I was having my son, and I was like, I told my parents the story of, like, how we found out, you know, and real touching story. I told them, they were like, that's awesome. I was like, you know, just out of curiosity, mom, how'd you find out you were pregnant with me? And she was like, well, me and your dad were fighting at the time, so I was at my friend's house doing cocaine. And uh, he had just fell out in the bathroom and was overdosing. So I went and laid down on the couch and, you know, I felt my stomach and you were just rolling around in there and I knew. And, uh, you know, that's why I was like, man, this cocaine, it really makes sense why I'm doing this right now, you know. With, uh, anybody? No? No? No one's ever had this moment before? Just doing coke with your mom. 
No, uh, anyway, I got one story I want to tell y'all. This is like a true story. This is like, I'm seven years clean off of all speed, off of methamphetamines, you know. Sober. By that, I mean, I'm California sober. I smoke lots of weed now, okay? But I no longer hot rail methamphetamines and feel my hair growing. <laughs> um, but one thing I want to tell y'all about methamphetamines, it's, it's, a, it's a rampant drug from where I'm from in the South, and it does crazy things to your mind, and it removes the filter, and... While you're on this drug, anything goes. There's no, there's like anything is possible, okay? And I'm gonna tell you about a kid I was in jail with, and he was very addicted to, to drugs. You know, I, I'm I'm in I'm in jail, and I found I was like, Chevy, how'd you get in here? He's 17 years old at the time. He's in jail, county jail, with a bunch of adults, men, grown men that are in there for crazy crimes. This 17 year old kid, all right. I'll tell you the story, no judgment. Remember, when you're on the drugs. This all makes sense, right? He said he needed to sober up. He needed to get clean, and he, this, this, this family of people were taking care of him. They were feeding him, treating him right, and, you know, he still had a, a large supply of drugs, like, hidden on him. He was just not going to use them. He was staying clean, and the psychosis of staying up for long times, you know, he's eating, he's eating right and staying with these people. He's like, the only reason they're feeding me is to fatten me up to eat me. Makes sense, Right? completely makes sense. This is, like, it makes sense. So do you know what he does? He's like, I have to eat all of my drugs and get away from these people now. They've been taking care of me. To, they've been feeding me. They've been, like, fattening me up. This is a bad place. I have to leave. So he ate his drugs, all of the drugs, which is way too much. And then he, he ran to the nearest town to, like, get away from these people. He was like, help me. People are trying to eat me. He walked up to an old lady, and he was like, help me. I need your phone. These people are trying to eat me. She was like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't give you my phone. I don't have it. And he was like, you're lying. So he grabbed her phone and he threw it into the woods because that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and then he found the nearest water supply store, like you know, the, the, this place that's like it's the place that shuts your water off. Like he went there and he was like, guys, help me. People are trying to eat me. And they were like, What? No, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, are you okay? And, like, and then he just like, ah, and then ran outside and then turned the, like, power off to the building. Makes sense, right? And then the police came, and then he fought them off for two hours. A 17-year-old fought eight police officers for two hours. And then that's how he ended up there that night with me in jail. And, uh, yeah, that's a, just a real story, and I wanted to share that with you because uh, when you're on drugs, Anything goes. It, it just makes sense, right? Like stealing somebody's phone, turning the power off to a public, like, government building. Like, no big deal, right? Just kidding, guys. It's, it's a good thing that I am no longer on drugs <laughs> or in jail with a 17-year-old that committed uh, multiple crimes in a day. Y'all guys have an amazing day. Woo! Drug Stories with Dakota Price. Yay. You can listen to his podcast on Mondays at 4 o'clock. Trust me, my friend's an expert. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Newman Shake. Super happy to be here. Um, a little bit about me. I work at a high school right now. And one day I walked in with, like, a hickey on my neck. And my boss called me and she's like, you need to cover that up because you're promoting inappropriate behavior, which I didn't think was fair because I saw a pregnant teacher working there. You know what I mean? Like, 
Like, for all they know, I just got a little bit of sugar. But she got the full cream pie, if you know what I mean. <laughs> all right. I hate that joke, too. It's okay. I um I don't know what else is there. I I have a lot of hot takes right now. Like I don't I don't blame white people for colonizing India. I really don't. Cuz like I've seen what like sunburn does to white people and I was like how the fuck did we lose that, you know? Like if I saw my great granddad I'd have slapped him in the face, be like, "Yo, like the sun was on your side. Like come on, you know?" All right, that was a bad one. That's okay. Um see what else is there? I um let's see I'm going to therapy right now um I'm realize I'm learning a lot about myself like I've learned I'm learning like I'm a little bit sexist that's what I'm realizing because like all my therapists in the past they've been women and I've had no problem open up opening up to them but my new therapist he's like this jacked dude so now like every time he asks me what's like what's going on what's going on with my life I'm just like you know what I think I've been working too hard you know, I've been grinding. I think it's hard being an alpha male, you know? Like, that's that's what I share. I, um, let's see. I think I respect people's pronouns. I respect people's pronouns too much, I think. That's what I'm learning. Like, um, one of my friends, um, they came out, like, their new pr- pronouns are they, them. And I've been saying that too much, you know? Like, every time I refer to my friend, their name's Andy. I'm like, Andy, who goes by they, them. They, Andy, they... Andy's, they're doing this. I don't know. There's something there, I think. All right. I, um, let's see. What did you guys learn about sex? Yeah, I'm asking you. It's okay. I said when, not. Yeah. When? Like, how old were you? 11? All right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good age, I think. Like, I think learning about, like, sex, like, that's. That's a big bombshell, but I think, like, the bigger bombshell is learning, like, you weren't, you didn't come from a stork, you know, that was, that was a great origin story, I think, for me, you know, like, I descended from the heavens, like, this bird carried me, and, like, then I learned, like, I just came from my dad's balls, like, that's not nearly as cool, you know, see, um, I don't know, I, I used to, I used to be a lifeguard, and while I was gave while I was working there, they gave us this incentive where they they're like, for each person you save, we'll give you an additional twenty dollars, which I think is good for human life. You know that's worth it. But I know that was like supposed to motivate me to be a better lifeguard, but all that really did was make me push kids in the deep end more often. Yeah. All right, I think I'll end it there. Goodbye, guys. Newman Shake, smart man, ended on a big laugh. We've got real people here today. It's incredible. It's really exciting. Your next comedian, you're going to love him. Clap your hands together for Hune Shakur. Yay. Hello. Uh, my entire life, I thought I was unathletic. And then I was at the doctor's office, and I learned that I have athlete's foot. So turns out I was wrong my entire life. I've been athletic. Um, you know, but I'm trying to find the silver lining in that. So now when I meet women, I tell them I'm athletic. And they're like, Kunaid, you don't look like an athlete. I was like, wait till you see my foot. Um, I'm not athletic, but I do try to play basketball sometimes at the rec gym, which is weird because if you've ever been there, it's like uh, being verbally abused by middle-aged men trying to relive their high school days. and it 
I was there last week, and there's some guy, every time he scored, he's like, I'm built different. I'm built different. I was like, dude, you're 42, and you're wearing a knee brace. We're built the same. I was like, I see the fungal cream in your bag. Athlete's foot? Like, nah, ringworm. I was like, okay, me too. Um, my girlfriend asked uh, if we should move in soon, and I was like, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready to break up just yet. Okay. Um, I was at a restaurant with my girlfriend, and I noticed on the menu they put GF for next to all the foods that you could order. I was like, isn't this cool, babe? Like, they tell you what foods on the menu are for girlfriends. And she's like, I don't think that's what that means. I was like, no, look, they don't have any carbs in these because they know about your bloating. It must be a big issue with girlfriends. So, cool. Love restaurants like that. Um, I was at my friend's house the other day um, and he was throwing a party and I was like dude this party's kind of a failure because it's kind of lame and he's like we don't really use words like that in this house failure loser I was like how do you describe your kids to other people then okay <laughs> um, I'm worried that I personally can't have kids not like physically but I'm just worried about the quality of kids I'm gonna have because it's been so long I've been jerking off for a long time. Like, my entire life I've treated my dick like a tube of toothpaste. Like, it's only empty once I'm done squeezing. Like, this could go on for a while. So I'm worried that, like, I've lost all the Olympic swimmers and the athletes and all that's left are, like, old women in the pool doing water aerobics. Um, I have a friend who's, like, really depressed, not, like, Tumblr depressed, but, like, might kill himself depressed and he uses a checklist to get through his life like he needs the satisfaction of checking things off to make it through so there's normal stuff like eat breakfast take a shower but at the end of the list is kill himself and i was like this is one that you'll never get the satisfaction of checking off like the only way you will check this off is it is if i get a hug from my grandmother. Like, this only happens if ghosts exist. All right, thank you. Tell me. Ude Chukur, everyone. Yay. Thanks for stopping by, neighbors. Every Monday and Friday, 6 o'clock. Yay. Yay, good job, Hunid. You walked them. No, I'm kidding. They're going <laughs> to. I should have gone up. Uh, just kidding. You're, you, you have, we have another comedian. He's uh, on the wait list. Here we go. Put your hands together for Dan Guan. Yay. Yeah, you got to be styling when you're a comic, right? You got to be styling. Don't worry. Just don't let the shoes fool you, though. Um, it's, a, it's a tough economy, right, guys? We're in a tough economy. No, seriously. Like Everybody's talking about how broke they are. We're in a recession. Interest rates are way too high. And... Listen, I, I get it. Like, we got to figure out ways to save a lot of money. Only problem is I hate it, when, especially when I, when I do try to save money, that my friends always call me cheap. And I tell them, hey, I'm not cheap. I'm frugal. It's a difference. Yeah, because when you're frugal, all it just means is that you're willing to spend money as long as it's worth it, right? So that's what I've been trying to do. I'm trying to spend money when it's worth it. Uh, one time I was actually on a date with this girl, and I tried to keep it really, really, uh, keep it really, really affordable. But then she wanted to break it off things, and she just said, "Hey, I'm, I just don't see us having a future. I just don't like how you keep taking me to all these coffee dates." 
And all I told her, I was like, listen, babe, I just want to let you know that I'm not cheap. I just don't think you're worth it. So that's how the economy is having an impact on my life these days. But I also travel a lot too. Uh, traveling a lot and being and being uh, not rich doesn't really go well together, you know. Because you got to find really weird ways to travel on an affordable budget. Like I spent the last couple of weeks living in a hostel. Uh, and if you've ever been to a hostel before, it's where they try to shove six people into a box uh, like a morgue. Anyway, so um, recently I was in a hostel and uh, at night uh, I actually heard uh, my hostel mates were ha starting to have sex like in the middle of the night. I know, terrible, right? And I hate that shit, but I had to figure out a way to let them know that I was awake. So then what I started doing, I started out moaning them in the middle of the night. All right, that, 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 that just, just kind of keep working with me here on that one. I was like, too good play of that game, you know? Just, just keep on going. And then when they stopped, uh, I came. So that's just what happened. That's, that's how you stop, stop people from doing that. Um, no, I, I mean, I think it's fine. I think it's fine if you want to live modestly, right? We got to stop judging people based on their spending decisions. Like, I even, like, now recently, I'm starting to realize that it's affecting my dating life because everyone has way too high standards. I remember one time I got this girl's number, and then when I texted her, she was like, ew, green bubbles. Like, almost as if I just sent her a dick pic. No, okay, cool. All right. That's fine. Let's, 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 let's pivot to that. Uh, speaking of dating, uh, I actually, uh, so I've been, I, I'm, I'm getting older these days. Uh, I'm realizing that I, I've changed. I'm getting more mature. Only reason why I know, notice now is that now when I see someone I like down the street, I'm not saying, mm, she fine. I'm saying, mm, that dress quality looks fine. Like, you know, just, just very different things you notice. Okay. All right, cool. Is having a good time so far? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You don't sound like you're from here, actually. Or Seventeen years. Oh, it's Oh, it's phenomenal! Thank you so much. Uh, the, the the one, one a compliment from a Russian lady. That's what that's what I, I aspired to be having very very smart jokes. Um, thank you, Pam. Uh, okay, I'll do I'll do one last joke. I um, uh, my my dad still talks about talks about the old country. Talks about he came from he immigrated from communist China, and I think it's interesting because he always tries to teach me Chinese history. He'll always say things like Chin Chinese people were number one. We invented gunpowder. We invented paper. And I feel like there's like this weird inferiority complex we always keep thinking. Like I feel like if my dad, if I told my dad about what things were like like now, like he would just claim that everything's Chinese. Like I remember one time I took him to a Chipotle and he'd be like, "Damn, the Mexicans took our egg roll." I'm like, "That's not a bur a fucking egg roll. It's a burrito." Okay, cool. I, I've been Jimmy. All right, I've been Jimmy O Yang. Bye. Stand one, everyone. Hooray. Um, and is, is it Natasha? I forgot. And Anastasia, that's right. Um, did you want to go up and try it? Okay, everybody. It's her first time ever. I met her at Atlas Cafe on Saturday. Put your hands together for Anastasia. Hi. Um, thank you. So... Um, we've made a joke, <laughs> right? When we met in front of a cafe and I was asking about open mics, uh, and I said how I would like to come and join an open mic. I'm sorry, what is your name? 
Pam. Pam recommended that this is a very good space. And I said, what if I'm not funny at all? <laughs> and Pam said that it's great. We'll be supportive. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's that makes it easy. So I don't know if I'm funny, but I really want to talk about my problems for free to someone who's not my friend. So I'm just uh, going to stand here for a minute and just see how it feels. And it feels good. Um, and I think I can do it. So that was one joke that was ready. And I'm going to say another thing that is, um, is just a thought. It's that complaint. And I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just hilarious. So uh, the reason why I walked by the open mic that was in the Atlas Cafe, because I just attended an open house at the artist studio. Um, they have like three wonderful spaces that you can apply with a portfolio. And I came to look at it, to apply, to get, to get, and today I got an invite to application process. So you have to submit a portfolio and you have to talk about yourself. And I've been a working artist for 20 years. And then you have to submit your full credit score. Did I say I've been a working artist for 20 years? I think that shit is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, okay, that was wonderful, and uh, I think I'll come again. Now I know what it felt like. Up and it's her first time, Anastasia, yay! Now she knows what it feels like, yay! Good job, very brave. All right, couple comedians left. Hang fast, everyone. Put your hands together for Brett Jennings. Yeah, this is good. Uh, I don't know. I um, I didn't write a ton, but I'm excited to talk for a while. I don't know. Uh, you guys. I really like, I'm like a people pleaser. Like I want people to like me so much that if like sometimes people will say things and they'll just accuse me of things and I don't want to tell them they're wrong so I just go along with it. Like my friend was like, oh, you're so into Halloween. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. And so like now I have to be really into Halloween. <laughs> and so like I, I bought like a Tanya Harding wig. Like I dress up like I don't even I don't even, I mean I like like Halloween's fine but now I feel like I have to pretend I'm like really into it like I own a skeleton now and I don't want to <laughs> does anyone else do that okay <laughs> um that's just something that happened that's such just really traumatic um I uh I was asked out on Facebook Messenger yeah, that can happen. Uh, this guy, this guy I like kind of know said, uh, if you don't swipe right on me on Tinder, I'll kill myself. And I don't know if he was joking. Yeah, you seem sad, but I don't know. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. That's rough for you. It's some bad decision. That's a bad position he put himself in. I don't feel bad. 
Anyway, uh, he's still alive, if you're wondering, and we're not dating. So, uh, I don't know. I like uh, I like when a guy has an accent. I think that's fun, and I like when we I like when anyone has an accent. You're like ah, wild, different ways of saying the same words. And uh, but I this one guy I was talking to, um, he had it turned out he had an accent. And it, he it was crazy. I was like. And I think he just, it turned out he was just talking with baby voice. Does that make sense? Like, he was just going, like, I want a little toy. And I thought, like, ah, Irish people are crazy, you know? Like, I didn't, I didn't realize that it was just a baby voice. Um, but that's, like, a fun tip if other people want to try that. Helpful. Uh, you know when you're in a sex shop, and you're like looking at items and you're like, I can't tell if this is an item for sex or if they just also sell like eye drops. And you know, does that, um, in the town I grew up in, there was this sex, this sex shop and it was the only place that sold vapes. And so if you wanted to buy, <laughs> so if you wanted to buy a vape, you had to go into like, and there were, and it was just like dildos. And, but then they also sold like things that I was never quite sure if it was like, oh, is that for like crazy people who do crazy sex or is it just they also have chips and like tape and it may have just been a convenience store with dildos i don't know i'm glad you guys get it you guys are this is relatable um oh have you heard of the show jewish matchmaking on netflix uh i keep calling it Jewish lovemaking because to me that just <laughs> makes more sense and I w and it's so good like I love watching it so much but I was talking to my friend I was like oh, I love watching Jewish lovemaking and she <laughs> and she was like we're not this close like I don't I'd rather you not tell me and I was like ah but there's this guy Ari and she's like you know their names like it just really escalated you guys get it um <laughs> I don't know if that's like a, that's just something that happened. I don't know. Uh, I also, okay, last thing. I mix up a lot of words. That's like, I mixed up um, necrophile and nepotism recently. And my friend was talking, he was upset because this, uh, he's actually my co-producer. He was talking about this woman who like, in his job or something, who he felt like got the job because like her dad works there. And I was like, yeah, I hate necrophilia. And he was like, I do too, but I don't know if that makes sense. Um, okay, thank you. Clap your hands together for Brett Jennings. We have two comedians left and less the people. There's some people who haven't shown up yet, but if they're not here by the time we end, then oh well. Uh, hey, clap your hands together for your penultimate comedian, uh, Dominimium Sims. Yay! Hello, everybody. It's been a while since I've been here. Two weeks feels like an eternity when you're doing it every day and then you don't. And it's just like starting all over again. It's really shitty. So I'm a teacher. And uh, this is the first time I had to actually prepare for a class. And it is stressful when you've never done something before. And it's like party planning every goddamn day for five-year-olds. Like, fuck. So that threw me off for a little bit. Then I didn't have jokes. I can't come up here with new, without new jokes. You know, I'm, I, you guys are strong. 
No matter what's going on in your life, you're here. And no matter how many times someone's heard a joke, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to do that shit. I want to do it again. Fuck you guys. Get your reps in, you know. That's how you get that, like, really that muscle that just doesn't go away. So I'm going old school with my stupid fucking writing on here and stuff like that. My friend, he's from Fresno, and he rags on San Francisco all the time. Like, bro, you're from fucking Fresno. There's 110 in the shade, and, like, the streets are paved with meth. You know, yeah, there's dysfunction here in San Francisco, but Fresno was, like, inspired the show Jerry Springer. You know, the show cops can go around with their footage team, shoot 24 hours with the footage, and have, like, a whole season with the fucking cops over there down in Fresno. Um, oh, shit. And, uh, you know, people don't have shirt or shoes on. You know, kids walking around dirty. Dogs just roaming around. Um, and just roaming around. Now, my friend thinks they're fancy because they're homeless aren't, like, on the streets of Fresno. They're not on the Fresno streets. That's because they're all under highways and freeways and in a sewer. Yeah. Um... Their homeless look like Moses after they've been walking through the desert, after the damn desert. Yeah. They're tan as fuck and covered head to toe in dust. Yeah. Uh, everyone's mom is drunk or on meth or popping pills, selling pussy at the gas station for $20. I know. Yikes. Get a fill up and felt up. Like, yeesh. Um, their current mayor, Jerry Dyer. Marcellus Wallace level gangster. He was over there in Fresno PD while they had seven known clan members as cops over there. Uh, uh, shot a fellow officer, killed him, covered that up. So he's currently the mayor right now. Was their police chief, uh, chief of police, J uh, Jerry Dyer. Uh, and my friend wants to talk shit about San Francisco. You know. <laughs> Um, the also eating with my friend is not a treat. It's actually disgusting. He literally grew up on a farm. He has a country beard and it's like eating with a goat. Food falls out of his mouth while he chews and it sticks to one part of his beard like stranded rock climber. Uh, his manners have improved, but he still coughs with his mouth wide open with a mouth full of food. Yeah, Eddie Belch's like booger on the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, the first time we went out to eat, he took his drinking water and washed up his hands at the side of the table right there on the floor. Yeah, but yeah, Fresno is fucking better than San Francisco. <laughs> um, so that's all I have right now, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Yay, Dom. Fuck San Francisco. I mean, not San Francisco. What's the other place? Fuck that. There's one comic left. You guys can't wait for the last comic. Okay, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, hey, it's me. I'll do something. Can't be bothered for one more comic. Oh, yeah. I love San Francisco. I am so glad to be back here. Can you hear in my voice how I'm lying to you? Do you see that that's, fuck people in San Francisco. I'm sorry you said that, but they really are. Fucking ass. One more person. No, don't want to listen to her talk. 
Okay. I wanted to tell a story I haven't told for a while. I'm sorry. It just, it just pisses me off so much. Just etiquette. Just, just basic etiquette. That's all. Um, so I want to tell a story I haven't told in a long time. I used to be married, and my ex-husband was the first guy I ever had sex with. So I'd never seen, I'd never seen a penis. I, and I didn't go, I didn't, I didn't go to um, that thing in school where they teach you about sex because my mom was so Christian, she wrote a note so that I didn't have to go to sex ed. So I had no idea what was happening. I didn't know that you could get AIDS from a blowjob until I was 25. Like, I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know you were supposed to pee after sex. I had so many UTIs, like, in my first three years of marriage. I had no idea why. And then they're like, you're supposed to pee. Nothing, no basic information, none of it. No idea. Sizes of dicks, anything dicks, never, never seen it. So I was, I was teaching, I was teaching special ed, and they were people with severe, they were called, oh, there was a special word for it, um, and it's not retarded, but they had, uh, they had IQs under 80, and everybody recoiled at the word retarded. I was a special ed teacher for four years. I made less than $24,000. I earned that word, I get to say. Uh, you're welcome. I earned that word. No, but so there was a classroom, and all the kids... IQs were like under 80, and I was teaching them things like sorting shapes into thi- and folding clothes and boiling water to make ramen, life skills and things, because they weren't, some of them were wearing helmets. There was, they're very special, special people. So I was in this classroom with these two women, and I'm substituting, and there's a bathroom door, and from behind it, I hear screaming, screaming from the bathroom. This, this it freaks me out. Two other women in the room don't seem to think anything of it. I said, there's somebody screaming in there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Miss Benjamin. It's fine. Oh, okay. I'll just ignore the screaming in the bathroom. A couple minutes later, again, screaming, screaming, screaming in the bathroom. Oh, my God. What's going on? Ask the ladies anything. They say, oh, you're fine. Third time, screaming, screaming, screaming from the bathroom. And I, there's something is wrong. I opened the door, and sitting on the toilet is the biggest dick I've ever seen. It is like 18 inches tall. I didn't know. I'd never seen one. And I'd been married. I, I didn't know they could be that big. It was it was so crazy. And he was stroking. He's laughing. He's laughing. <laughs> ah! And he's got the flat back of his head and his greasy hair. And he's laughing. He's stroking. His, and I'm like, ah! and I close the door. And I look at the two women, and I'm like, what's up? And they said, oh, he does that to all the new subs. (laughs) They set me up, these cunts. (laughs) They knew this. They knew. They do this for funsies. And I, I couldn't believe it. And I thought to myself, God has the most perverse sense of humor. Because with this, why do you put the biggest dick you've ever seen on someone who's probably, it's never gonna go anywhere or see anything. And then that made, this is, this is why I'm telling this joke, because we're supposed to tell our most fucked up joke. So that's when I thought, oh my God, is there like special porn for this? Is there like special needs porn? For like this guy, I could be this kid's agent. I could be his manager. This thing was like 18 in, it was, you're like, you're like it's impossible. I don't even watch porn. I don't even know how big they get. I have no idea. But so that was like, I, I went home and I, I, I realized why my ex-husband never let me have dildos. <laughs> he's, I know. I had no 
So, and my ex-husband was black, and we used to go to parties, and people would say, oh, my husband has a huge dick. I'm like, absolutely, the biggest dick. Because I never had any other dick, so I had no idea. And they're always oh, back, he's got a big dick. I'm like, yes, it's you're fucking enormous. And so I moved to San Francisco and I slept with my first white guy. And I was like, holy fuck, your dick is enormous. And he's like, six inches is kind of standard. And then I realized perspective. Okay. <laughs> That's my most fucked up joke all the other. Thank you all for staying till the end. I really appreciate you. Um, the other, thank you. There are two other, Kavita was supposed to show up. She didn't show up, but they didn't show up in time. So. Um, have fun at the other open mics tonight if you're going to them. Thanks for being here, new people. You guys are all wonderful. And uh, yeah, and we'll see y'all on Friday for happy hour. Or I'll tell you all the rundown. Tomorrow, OMG, 6 o'clock, to buy one, get one free. Well, drinks. Wednesday, Mars Bar, 7 o'clock. $25 pitchers, $2 wings. Thursday, the Bar on Dolores, 8 o'clock. It's just awesome. Just go to that. Friday, happy hour here. And Saturday at Atlas. And, and look, oh, no, this Friday also is the OMG Super Show. The OMG, I've got to promote for that tomorrow. Shit. 7.30 at uh, OMG on Saturday. There's a show. So um, thanks for being here. Yay. For the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Holy Patrick, Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. 
but every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free! For free! They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Artemis Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Then Moe? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. And the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior. In who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comic comedians from around the bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours, hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming Live, 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. .fm. Here. In .sf. 
Dolling off Krusty's punks and poses, pick your posteriors up off the pavement, pack up your pins and patches, and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Best Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, Ives, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine and even in a drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho... Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Whoisthatlive.com. Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Drew wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that <laughs> go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Download. 
Road, a podcast that you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. T-G-I-F at O-M-G. Third Fridays of every month at 7.30. Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for TGIF. Thank gods, it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go, free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month, OMG. 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, TGIF at OMG. Might have gone to a wrong chord there. Okay. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Man and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Mike. Welcome to LWAFLM. O-Y-T, very important acronym. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Spiegelman and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie. With Car- Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Da da da. Da 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 da. Welcome to L W A F L M O Y T. Hello, everyone. Welcome to L W A F L M O Y T. That's Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman, as seen on Game Show Network's People Puzzler.
pieces of metal. But uh, great to see you again. Thank you for having me on our show. Well, thank you for arriving to our show. As, a, as always, uh, we are recording the seconds after my episode just aired where I was a game show contestant on Very Game Show Network, People Puzzler. And I couldn't really talk about it, but it's out there. And you'll hear clips from it throughout our podcast. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. New Jersey Time. And we are really excited because we have a great show. Carl and I, we watch movies on YouTube, the full-length movies that are posted on YouTube. We want you to watch the YouTube movie with us and uh, listen to our podcast at the same time. So you can do this right now, streaming live, Mutiny Radio, go to YouTube. Or you can subscribe to our podcast. It'll drop every Sunday night. Then you can watch the movie at your leisure. Or you can subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel, which Carl has already synced up the movie. Carl is the producer of the show. Yes, he yes. wrote the theme yep. song you heard up front. Right. Uh, yeah. He will edit game show bits for yes. the show until the end of infinity. And until uh, the end of infinity. Not even until <laughs> infinity. Coming right Mike, right. what is the movie today? You're asking me, Carl, what a switcheroo. Normally, I would ask you. Today's movie is Thunderbirds Argo, theatrically released in 1966. Super uh, More like marionettes. Well, marionettes and animation, right? Animatronic, moving bullshit. So it's combined, and it's super. It's called Thunderbirds Are Go. We want you to go to YouTube, type in Thunderbirds Are Go, 1966. 1966. I can tell you, look at my PlayStation 4 here. Oops. The actual full title is Thunderbirds Are Go, 1966, 1080p, Blu-ray, H264, AAC, R-A-R-B-G. R-A-R-B-F. Got it. Got it. And Carl, great question. The channel that's hosting the movie huh? is Bob J seventy seven. That's B O B B J seventy seven. Bob B J. Because a head bobs in a BJ. Is that why? Bob B J seventy seven. And listen, as married men, Bob, congratulations. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kudos to We're living vicariously through you. <laughs> so. Go ahead. Now, Bob had uh, not only has the courtesy to host this movie, he has two ads up front. So, thank you, ahead. Bob. Thank you, Bob. But he's the only one that has the full length movie, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah. So, go yeah. ahead and click it, let it play, hit pause. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to click it, and there'll be two ads. So, when you have the opportunity to skip ads, do so, and then hit pause, move it to zero zero. Oh my God, that's so much work. Now it's a chore. It's not a chore. We're, we're going to have a great segment. We have a special comedian, celebrity comedian, Carl. Yeah, yeah. To do the countdown to start our movie. And exactly it's right. Carl and uh, Carl, take it away. I hear you have a top ten list, Carl. No, I don't, you <laughs> dumbass motherfucker. I have a movie podcast. In the middle of it, and we watch a full-length fucking movie. God damn it. Okay, so listen. You have to start our movie. Is this Abacus in the one? 
three, two, one, go. That's how the countdown goes. You three, say two, three, two, one, go. Oh, please, listen, I went to the school. We all, it's audio first. It's What's it's out of San Francisco Mutio, Mutiny Radio. Everyone at We're home. We're on Mutiny Radio. Presses play at the same time as we do here in the studio. Okay. So what you have to do is like a countdown. Three, two, one. Go. Don't do it like three, two, one, and go. No, it's three, no, two, it's like one. the space shuttle launch. Three, two, one. And you're recording go. this for Right the fuck now. All right. Go ahead. Okay, you ready? Am I ready? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Holding on, yeah. Ready okay. now? Three, chin don. Another two, chin don. Wait, wait. Wait. Three, two. I, I don't know how to do it. Steve, how would you do it? Three, two, one. Timing. Oh. This is the best show in quite some time, and we had, to be, like we had to be good to follow lunch. those two jokes. Three, two, one. Jared, how would you do it? On, let me guess, on post-it notes. But uh, You know I'm recording right now. <laughs> he was already doing Are it. Are you aware I'm recording? Right. Three, two, one. Thank you, Carl, and comedian, celebrity comedian for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. That was very interesting. I look forward to hearing it. And now... From Concord Home Entertainment, yes, Concord 99, 77. <laughs> we now, saw Carl, 79. Normally, you watch these movies, research it, and tell me about it, and I never see it. We're doing a switcheroo. You haven't seen this movie. Have you right. seen this movie before? Probably as a kid. As a kid, this was a television show. And this that's is why back I in the 20th attention. century. Yeah. Now, oh, I didn't realize so this. Retro. This, this show is so crazy. It's a 21st century production. This takes place in the 21st century. This is 2066. And in fact, it, this movie, Thunderbird. Oh, I got to write this up. Thunderbirds I why I have this. are go. Thunderbirds are go. Great. Right? You sit down. The moment you sit down, it says, Thunderbirds are go. I'm done. It's so retro. It looks like it was made today to look like back then. It does have this very slick 60s style. Yeah. You know, yeah. look at this. Super. The guy who created this, his name is Jerry Anderson. I've never seen Thunderbirds. I've never seen any of his stuff except wow. for a couple episodes of Space 1999. It was a real pleasure looking through all this stuff. So they're introducing the, our main characters. They're five sons. And they each craft a different Thunderbird. Okay. For example, Alan, he's three. Four is the submarine. And that is Gordon. Uh-huh. Like Gordon, Gordon does nothing in this movie. And who's lost his space? It's the shit heel brother, John. John, <laughs> why don't you go mad? <laughs> but that's not all. See, they're, they're international rescues. So there's spies from all around the world. We're only going to have one. Lady Penelope from the UK. And okay. the hawker. Her uh, porter. Oh, he's not just the, the driver. He's... Oh, let's crank this up. So from what I learned about this, by the way, like you, you finally see this show had like came out. It was a hit. Right. And exactly. they were able to sell it to the American market. In fact, everyone here has an American accent. Is it from England? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Shot. And they're doing American accents. You ever see the, the British uh, office? That yeah, industrial sure. park? Mm -hmm. That was the location where they shot these in the 1970s. Oh, really? Yeah. So look, okay, this is the big penis unsheathing. 
No, this is nothing. To, this is not a Thunderbird. I didn't realize this. This is okay. Zero X. Zero X is a space mission. It's like NASA, and they are going to Mars. Okay. They're going to Mars. Mission to Mars. Excellent. That's so exciting. Now, right. I, you saw the space station above the Earth? I remember yeah. them distinctly as a kid. That was the coolest thing ever. They just, John is never in their island. Like, the deal is, their dad is like Mr. 60s Adventure, and he's okay. a millionaire in the 60s. So he has his own island, hollowed out island. And hollowed underneath out. is all the Thunderbirds. Oh. But John That's is like in outer space. Yeah, That's this like show was like. Dr. No meets Dr. Evil shit. This is so well. All these people who made these models, they all went on to do sixties Bond movies and shit like that. So Makes there's sense. a real. I the research I did was on YouTube. A lot of fan service. This guy's name is Jerry Anderson with a G. The okay. Fans are considered Fanderson. That's okay. what the fans are called, Fanderson. I named after Jerry Anderson. So I was able to watch uh, a BBC Two radio interview. Uh, Show in 2000 that they okay. put video on uh, and that was hosted by a guy who's in this movie uh, Bob Monkhouse and <laughs> Bob Monkhouse I guess in British TV he did a bunch of sitcoms he was a uh, comedian but he was primarily for decades a game show host like a, he was like a beloved comedian and he did a kids show in the 60s where one of the ships from the previous show Stingray pops out of the guy's bathtub and in return he shows up in this movie, Bob Monkhouse, as one of the Mars astronauts. Okay. For free. During this radio uh, uh, presentation that he host narrated, he said, I did it for free. Really? That's plays, great. Yeah, and he plays a character in this where it's just kind of like one of his TV show characters, I think. Like a, in, he did uh, it for free. Did it for free. This is supposed to be Glenfield military base and i don't know if it's real they actually at the end credits say thank you to K admiral casey of glenfield uh air force base and i'm like i thought they made this up but uh, from what i understand all this shit shows up in the next series the guy does called captain scarlet captain they scarlet a, okay they had a very shrewd way of getting shows marketed is that if it was not the ratings were going down create a new show and these are big soap opera adventure shows. The guy, Jerry Anderson, he he got a job for Colonial Films when he was 17. It's his, like, British Empire film. And then he okay. got into the RAF as a radio operator. He okay. got out. He worked for Pinewood Studios, the big uh, British studios. Uh, and then he got a job doing a commercial, Nobby, drink, uh, eating Kellogg's Ricicles. Ricicles? Yeah, don't try the resticles. The resticles, <laughs> too salty and sweaty, but the ricicles. And it was knobby, and it was really popular. And this British uh, children's novelist said, hey, my character Twizzle would be great with your marionettes. So this launched Twizzle. him into the marionette world of British television shows in the 50s. That was a human Western. hand or something that I just Yeah, saw. is that crazy? Carl, let me tell you right up front, nobody walks in this movie. None of the marionettes <laughs> walk. They showed like the Western where they did walk and it looked really silly. Okay. And so they... hands, you will see real hands pop up here and there. Mm -hmm. So that's her first hand. 
Now, if the show isn't, if the ratings go down, new show. That was new that's show. a cool concept. Captain Scarlet. This show, first season, 64, they did 30, 26 episodes. And these are hour-long okay. episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did the movie. The movie guaranteed United Artists said, "We let's do a sequel as well. Signed all that shit up. This came out. Bombed. Bombed? This bombed? bombed. This bombed. And then they... Which the one's second... Bob Monkey? Oh, okay. Oh, that's a really good question. Hang on a sec. I have it. They're going to introduce him again. I guess they're just listening right now. Well... It's pretty good with yes, sir. thinking. Space Captain Greg Martin? Yes. Space Navigator Brad Newman? Yeah. Yes, sir. Dr. Pierce? Yes, sir. Dr. Grant? Yes, sir. American accents and so astronaut-like. Yeah. So I think it's one of the three astronauts is the Bob Monkhouse. Now, this is, is before we landed on the moon. This is 1966. So they're going to Mars. They're going. They're going to Mars. I should mention that the show second season premiered and got canceled after six episodes before wow. this movie hit the theaters. So by the time this movie hit the theaters, the second season was truncated to six episodes instead of twenty-six. And Wait, there's two additional people going. Yeah. There's so there's Doctor Grant. There's okay. Doctor Pierce. There's Captain Paul Trevor. There's Space Captain Greg Martin. And their space navigator, Brad Newman. Brad Newman. Brad is, what? Is Bob. New, new man. Newton. Uh, Newman. Newman. He's actually, uh, he's Bob Monkhouse. Newman. This music is, uh, the score was like, this movie, you know, obviously the show's a cult hit. Right. But who's keeping score? Keeping, oh, his name is, I think it's Glenn Barry. Greg Barry. But there's a surprise, a musical number surprise at the end. Oh, okay. That's and I don't want to spoil which one, no spoilers. We don't know which there's one's Bob Monkey. Let's we'll guess as the thing goes. He's 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 uh Oswald the Grenville not. <laughs> so no, this is the same. This, this is like Star Trek, the motion picture where they start off with the ship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because... I mean when I was a little kid. Thunderbirds blew me away because of the models like this. They were yeah, absolutely. They were like, remember, everything was practical effects. So a lot of your watching movies was imagination, and kids can't understand that today. I'm sure they can logically understand it, but um, this thing really took your imagination to you know the space station and the submarine and the you know they're flying and yo yeah they go everywhere. So it's very gray. I mean they do Earth. Uh, air. They're like fire. NASA on steroids. So they got everything set up. They got the doctors that are going to do uh, technical work, and they got the captain, the space captain, and the space navigator. And they're going to Mars on a plane? Kind of? Well, as always, we just spent five minutes setting this up. There's Sylvia Anderson. She co-wrote this, and she was one of the masterminds behind the show. And David Lane was a regular director on all these Jerry Anderson puppet uh, marionette movies. Uh -huh. And apparently, he's the uncredited uncredited director of Muppets Christmas Carol. So I don't uncredited. Know yeah. So maybe Weren't he did a segment. Andersons? No, this is David Lane. Oh, the guy, okay. David, he's so basically like 
Sylvia Anderson is one of the actors. She's Lady Penelope. And she also, she, she started off as a secretary and they got married and, and she really worked really like with the actors and uh -huh. took care of that stuff. And he, you know, his, he was kind of this stuff. Look how it's a firework out the butt. There's a lot of. But I mean, it's so burned. cool that it's. Like I said before, like this looks so good. It's like somebody today was trying to be retro. Right. I, know, I know this doesn't look like computer generated. That would probably be the thing we do today. Do you know why their heads?